0: Welcome to story About Nothing and Everything pod. Today's episode is just business. It's never personal. We're going to do the uh, breakdown of what occurred on the Joe Button podcast. We're going to talk about egos. We're going to discuss uh, clowns and the moves they make. We're going to ask the question, can you do business with your friends? Let's get in to it. So. You understand where you know who Joe Button is. Pump, pump it up. Very popular. He was a cool character on Jeff, Def Jam Vendetta back in the early 2000s. He has a kid with uh, Sin Santana, very popular video model turned now mother. Uh, She's hot. Um, You've seen Joe on countless reality shows where he's had failed relationships foreshadowing. Uh, but Joe has been a very creative, creative. He's been a awesome content creator and he's understood things. He's been ahead of the curve on a lot of things. Social media, marketing, utilizing Twitter, digital marketing. Uh, and over the past four to five years in growing his brand as a podcast host and content creator, one of the biggest things that Joe has stood on is one ownership Two, knowing and understanding your worth. And the third, he's really shown that larger companies and names are not loyal to you. They don't they don't really value you. So loyal. Big business, the bad guys, all of these things. This is what Joe's really has been his stance for not just really now, but even when he joined in. Slaughterhouse and his issues with Slaughterhouse, his problems with Eminem, you know, being the owner and him beefing with them, releasing of music and all of these issues. Joe has just been somebody who, as I said, with the foreshadowing, if you watch him on these Love and Hip Hops, he doesn't do the best with relationships. And then business wise, he don't really get along good with his bosses when he was at complex he felt they didn't know his worth. They didn't understand his worth. So he picked up and left a whole program. Uh, that was when it was uh, Nedessa and DJ Academics, and that was, good lord, now I can't think of the name of the show. Uh, but the show won complex. Walks out of complex. I'm done, and he's done. Uh, he creates the pull up, working you know with people he knows like Charlemagne. He it creates this whole network, and he's building the brand of Joe Button. Really a rebrand from a person who'd been known as, you know. He popped into some people's minds four years ago when a crazy meme of him running down the street chasing somebody in a dirty tank top came up. You know, he'd been known as someone who did drugs and battled depression and had mental issues. All of these things that he flipped into this rebrand being a really awesome voice for independent thinkers, people in music and entertainment, really creating a whole vibe and a lane. I mean, you know, he's numbers that he's brought you know think of the fact joe Budden goes to spotify at a time where i believe the only two people at spotify were or, or the big deal was him and i think it was uh amy schumer but really the big deal with joe is he goes to spotify they offer him a couple of million dollars a year annually for a salary joe wants ad revenue and percentage of the company mind you this is foreshadowing He wants to know the numbers. He wants to see the accounting. He wants it. He wants a full understanding of transparency. In the end, he decides, well, I'm not going to go with Spotify because they just gave Joe Rogan half a billion dollars. They just dropped the bag on on Joe Rogan. They just purchased all of these other companies and Joe did an entire episode where they discussed value, equity, understanding your worth. Once again, all of this is foreshadowing. So for years, you know, he builds this brand with people who he considers his friends, his brothers, his family. I mean, uh, you know, Rory, I believe, is a Delta State, uh, Delaware State, my apologies, Delaware State University grad. You know, he's a white guy who's a kappa. That lets you know what it is, Uh, you know, close enough with Joe and and all of these people to where he proposes to his at the time, I guess, fiance, you know, with Joe's blessing at an event. Uh, You know, Maul knowing Joe from before all of the podcasts and before, you know, he's garnered this fame outside of, you know, being Kareem Biggs, younger brother. They'd formed this bond. You know, Rory, if you were somebody who listened during the time they were on Spotify, Rory really carried that brand. Maul brought a uh, uh, raw essence to the show. So the three of them together, along with great production people, Screen Man, all these other folks. They built this brand together to where you really see them working as a unit, them cohesively, just the natural energy that they vibe off of each other. And that's what made the podcast successful. You could tell in episodes in the past where maybe Ma wasn't there or Rory wasn't there, that it just was off. You could tell there's real friendship and affection there when Rory came down with, you know, COVID-19, you know, with that Rona there was like a genuine concern. Hey, is our friend, is our brother going to be all right? And These are all terms that they used. So here we are today. All of these great things, but then taking into account Joe, somebody who don't do relationships or business well. Now Joe, around three days ago, comes out and says, you know how they'd started from. The, we'll name this podcast later. To Now there's the JBP and there's tours and there's a whole network and all of these people under him and Joe Slanders, you know, his friends for not being loyal. And at one point he said, perhaps the most outlandish thing ever on an episode where they'd all, you know, we as fans believe they'd hashed it out where he looked at Maul in his face and he said, you know, my, I don't, I don't owe my friends respect. Which was insane. And Maul corrected him on it. And and for a week later for Joe to come out and do an entire episode where he spends around 15 minutes crushing Rory. Questioning Maul's loyalty and his friendship. Only to delete it. Joe responded emotionally. Foreshadowing. His record. Everything appears to be emotional. You know, his his has a child by, you know, the, the Sin Santana chick. They don't work out. Why uh, appears he's out here, you know, living in fidelity, but responding to things emotionally on episodes, constantly emotionally, you know, which we'll get to that later with clown moves. But now Joe responds and deletes it because clearly he realized, man, this wasn't the move. So on Saturday. In honor of when the podcast would normally be released, Rory and Maul released their own podcast. A visual called I'll Name This Response Later through Vimeo. It was brilliant marketing by them. It just dropped. You know, kind of like you know, like a J. Cole uh mixtape. Side note, the off season. I'll be doing short review. Um and they for about an hour and ten minutes. At a cost of two dollars, which brilliant, brilliant marketing. You guys wanted a response. We'll give you a response. In fact, we'll give it the name. We'll give it the title of what our podcast used to be titled. I'll name this response later. Brilliant. And you do it on a Saturday where you would normally get a Joe Budden podcast with Rory and Maul. My gosh. And they they proceed to lay out. Not what you know, as Maul referred to it in there. Not, you know, his truth, but what the truth is. And in listening to the responses that he and Rory provide, you you get the clear sense that. Ego has gotten into the way. Oh, yes, that thing called ego. Now, mind you, I told you, Joe, Joe Button is someone who, you know, someone who literally has grown up with joe button he's only a couple of years older than me but i can remember you know playing with him on a video game using him on def jam vendetta fighting you know method man and big pun uh but he's a little bit older than me but he's someone who if you really look at his track record joe ain't really good with the apologizing joe's not really good with authority joe's not really effective with relationships Joe responds emotionally to things. And these are all things he's admitted. But the fact that we've seen it. So now, it begs the question of Rory Amal you had to see this coming. Because this is your friend. Well, at least you thought this was your friend. But Joe's ego gets in the way. A lot of times, that's what happens. You see, the ego, your ego will block you from so many blessings and from succeeding. But then in this case, here's Joe. He's got the bag. He's got the bag. So you could sit back and say, man, well, maybe the ego was worth it right now. You have the bag. You have this success. You've got networks, all of these things. But the ego was there. Now you're losing loyal friends, people who you called your bros, people who you were close and tight with. This is what your ego's costing you. Your ego cost you however many millions from Spotify. Your ego cost you however much from complex. And of course the argument could be made, hey listen, he was the talent, he had the leverage, he understood his worth. He knew what he deserved. Charlemagne had a very disgusting, nasty quote. You don't get paid what you what you're worth. You get paid. What you get or something along the lines of that. He's a clown, but I'll get to him next. But here you have Joe. Joe and his ego. Joe and the ego of all of the all the things that he'd stood on a podium for and preached ownership, equity, knowing the numbers, understanding your contracts, not letting these people screw you over. Joe's ego doesn't even realize Or doesn't even allow him to realize like in the you you die here or see your live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Joe has become two face. In the breakdown on I'll name this response later, they talk about how in every conversation with Joe, it wasn't really a problem. There was never any issues until they brought up money, until they brought up accounting. Joe constantly will bring me to court do this we can audit me and Maul's response would be the response of anyone who's who's dealing with friends man I don't I don't need to involve courts I don't want to involve lawyers those people don't know us they don't have the bond we do They're, they haven't you know been around each other's families these lawyers don't know us we don't want to involve them plus we're friends but Joe's ego doesn't see it and really not just ego but this is where folk allow the bag to disrupt your character and who you really are. I mean, as somebody who's been listening to podcasts for years now, think about it. There were never discussions like the podcast never really had issues, never any issues. If you're someone who's paid attention, they would have small Little beefs here and there, but just natural, you know, you with your boys, you have those problems. But there were no real problems with the pod until the Spotify deal fell through. Once hmm. the money was present and then not all of a sudden you saw the issues. So now, I mean, was this really about that Maul constantly says the thing of respect and respect, but I think it came down to two things. I think it came down to the money and the respect. You didn't respect us enough to show us the books. They spend almost an hour detailing really what their issue was, was. They viewed themselves as friends, bros, close. We homies, we don't need involved lawyers. We need to do this, but we still understand our contracts. And that's where I get to the question of can you do business with your friends? I mean, if people are really your friends, I'm sure you could absolutely do it. But in this case, here were three people. Who were all friends, all tight, all close. You know, even said, hey, man, we went to therapy together. That was bold. Things don't do therapy, let alone together with their friends. But they work. They're working through all of this. But now it's this is when you ask the question, well, can you do business with friends? I don't know. Do your friends value you as much as they value a dollar? Do you trust your friends to do right by you? Do you trust your friends to if you're doing business and that business blows up to give you the equity and the sweat and the blood that you've worked together for? Because, mind you, there's you could be somebody who says, well, I mean, you know, those episodes with Ish and Ice did good. Yeah, they did good, but they weren't as quality. They just got watched to be watched and be real. Most probably watched it just waiting for the moment for Joe to say something crazy about Rory and Hell, if you look at the numbers, the highest rated episode was with, you know, the the other titan of toxicity, Kevin Samuels. Almost three million views at this point. That was the most popular episode. It's one of Joe's most popular episodes ever. And it doesn't have Rory Amal, but you throw in the caveat of Kevin Samuels being there. So, I mean, can you really do business with people who you call your friends? You got to ask yourself, are they really your friends? Are they really your family? Does your loyalty go beyond a buck or? When money gets involved, are you going to question just how tight we really are? I mean, I mean how close are we? I mean, for five, 10 mil. Maybe we're not as close. And this is all. What's occurred. So somebody who watched and really enjoyed the Joe Budden podcast and new music and all of the nuance that they brought. It's sad to see it in. But I understand Rory Amal's point. You look beyond. Well, I'll put it this way. I understand Rory and Maul's point, but I understand Joe's. Rory and Maul viewed this as friends. And the reason you can't do business with friends is if you only view it as being friends, the way Rory and Maul did. We're bros. We don't want to involve lawyers, but we understand our contracts. We understand. They still understand. We, you know, we live in a litigious society. This is just the game. They understood that. But they still put friendship first, while Joe clearly understood, even though we're friends, it's just business. So in the end, can you do business with friends? No. You can work with them, you can love them, you can enjoy them. But when it comes to the business of business, man, it's not going to work. Because you got to be hard on your friends. Joe came out and said, you know, I have to fire Rory. Because technically my name's on this. I'm attached to this. We've built this together. But see, that's where the breakdown. See, your friends realize you've built this together. Business says I've got more equity. Your friends say we share this. Business says here's your percentage. To which when Rory and Maul decided, man, look, we're no longer just going to be friends but since this is business we want to do the business then joe turned around and well we're friends and after telling them you know hey we're friends and look man and and well, we want to see the numbers that things were contractually legally obligated to see that's when joe went full big business and the ego and the past filled relationships and the inconsistencies and the emotions of joe came out well you're fired you're this you're that you don't disrespect your friends. And in the end, not just in front of millions, hundreds of thousands of people. Did he do it? Because that screen record oh, it's going to live. That's that's in the cloud, baby. That's there. But we have you disrespecting your friends. We have you now what appears to be doing dirty, shady business with them. That's nasty. And you don't do that to your friends. But Joe, who was done in by Def Jam and Eminem and Complex and Spotify, you don't do that to your friends. But those businesses, those big businesses, they do. So in the end, Joe decided, look, man, it's nothing personal. We could still be friends, but this is just business. I go to my last topic. Clown moves, clown behavior. Look, man, here's the deal. And I'm, I made this the last time because I want to emphasize. For years, if you paid attention as the growth of the podcast went, there were people outside who never wanted it to succeed. I enjoy The Breakfast Club. Well, I used to enjoy The Breakfast Club, not as much. I'm not a huge fan of DJ Envy. He's a coon, self admitted, self admitted coon. Um, Charlemagne, the God, is tough when he needs to be. Angela Yee, Chatty Patty. Now, these are each of their roles, but them as people, my God, they suck. They suck as people. But they've prayed for the downfall of this for years. Academics, there are people who believe there was a level of jealousy of academics when he, you know, you prayed for the downfall of this show because you don't like the people. These were the main folk who were out celebrating. You had academics clown moves. Someone is in a moment where they had a legitimate business issue with a friend. And instead of you saying, man, that's tough. Academics goes for clicks. Mind you, this is the same academics who told you, man, screenshots, they last forever. Of him referencing the cleavage of a then 15 or 16 year old. Catch me outside, bad baby. This is the same academics who simped. And is out here dating OnlyFans girls and buying them cars and doing this. This academics? The academics who got called Tom from Tom and Jerry by Erica Badu. The academics who was seconds away from being washed by the Migos. The academics who stays involved and in almost getting his face caved in. He was laughing at the expense of Rory and Maul. But he'd always wanted it to fail. I said, man, that's a real clown move. Specifically, as a black man, to laugh at the downfall of another black man. Well, Roy's right. Don't matter. These dudes are down. Would you want the same? Of course not. But of course, main one chirp in academics. Then you go over to the Breakfast Club, and there's DJ and V and Charlemagne. The first thing I thought was here's Charlemagne who predicted this, not on their own. Case, but really Charlemagne, who predicted this from the standpoint of saying Joe doesn't do well with relationships, Joe doesn't do partnerships. Good luck to y'all, because it'll fail. And in the end, Charlemagne was right. He's out here barking, but then I think you know. Well, you can't take Charlemagne seriously because he picks his battles. You know, this is the same Charlemagne who, when Monique came on to the show, he was very loud with Monique, but when Baby came in, he was very quiet. The same Charlemagne who, countless times, folk who come up there to that room, he doesn't have the same "quote unquote" keeping the same energy. This is the same Charlemagne who sat up and pandered, pandered to you know uh, uh, your your Bidens, your Bernie Sanders's, and your Hillary Clintons. But turns around and you know grills. Important black people. I said, Oh man, real clown behavior, Charlemagne. The Charlemagne who's still to this day trying to escape the shadows of Wendy Williams. Then of all people, DJ Envy, Mr. Beige Raised himself, one of the most emotional men on radio. DJ Envy who, you know, took real delight in this. This is a man who who recently just said, Hey, you know, you why are we listening to Kevin Samuels? Listen, man, didn't you just cheat on your wife a little while ago? Now she's out there pregnant. You should focus on that. Clown behavior. Kicking a man while he's down. Not focusing on your lane. But I know GG Envy was happy because if nothing else, hell, two weeks ago, he was a self admitted coon. He was just co-signing a black girl being killed. But, you know, clowns will be clowns. But in the end, we have no more J.B.P. I mean, it's there, but it'll never be the same. Can't do business with your friends. You can't let your ego get in the way. And you got to ignore the clowns. But now that there's no more JBP and Maul and Rory, we'll continue to see where this goes. Me personally, I can't wait. I can't wait to see Joe's response. I can't wait to see where Maul and Rory go. And above all, I can't wait to see what Screen Man is going to do, because my God, who gets Screen Man and Savon in the divorce? <laughs> but thanks for listening. Thanks for checking it out. It's about nothing the podcast. Y'all have a good one. Peace.